bagpipes playing at the 9-11 Memorial in New York City, where the traditional reading of the names are being played in the recording. William F. Abrahamson. Then finally a bell signifying the moment the first plane struck the World Trade Center. Former Vice President Joe Biden and his wife Jill are in attendance. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation will also hold their own ceremony to read the names aloud. Chairman Frank Siller talks about its importance, and CBS's Cammy McCormick has more on a tribute at the Pentagon. It would be shame on us if we couldn't figure out a way to read these names in a safe way. I'm Cammy McCormick. At the Pentagon, the ceremony will be much different this year. There will be a recorded reading of the names of those who died and a wreath laying, but victims' families will not be allowed to attend because of coronavirus concerns. They will be allowed scheduled visits to the memorial after the ceremony. A ceremony will also be held in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Wildfires continue to rage through Washington State, Oregon, and California, killing at least 16 people. CBS News' Carter Evans spoke with Marie Baxter, whose sister, brother-in-law, and toddler son were caught in a fire in Washington while camping. The couple couldn't escape the flames of the Cold Springs fire in their truck, so they ran over a mile in the dark to a river. Jacob was carrying at least a five-gallon bucket of water and baby Uriel and Bert shielding him with his whole body. In fact, his burns are less because he was covering the baby and hunched down over him so low. By the time rescuers arrive, Uriel had died. His second birthday would have been next month. Health officials reporting a disturbing trend that could affect America's ability to stop the spread of coronavirus. Infectious disease expert Dr. Michael Osterholm. One of the most concerning aspects of our response to COVID right now is the growing number of people who refuse to be tested even when they've been exposed and in some cases are clinically ill. This is only going to amplify the number of cases throughout this country. Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner speaking out after four police officers were fired for shooting a man 21 times. The action being taken today does say in our city we hold everyone accountable. Well, 27-year-old Nicholas Chavez had been experiencing a mental health crisis when he died from the bullets back in April. Investigators had looked at body cam footage to find out more about the case. Dow Futures up 98%. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure. So you get deep, uninterrupted sleep all night, every night. The Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep is going on now. Take advantage of our best offer of the year and experience your best sleep of the summer. All Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale with select savings up to $500. Learn more at Tempur-Pedic.com. With all means, cookies baking in your oven, a fresh outfit tumbling in your dryer, and afternoon snacks in your fridge. Get the appliances you want with the Home Depot and save up to 40% on select appliances. Save on an LG laundry pair, just 648 bucks each. And get select new appliances delivered free. Make the most of fall with the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Free delivery on purchases $396 or more. Gas dryer extra valid through September 16th on the US Home Looking on Amazon for paper towels, rice, or other products that consumers scooped up during the early months of the pandemic? Well, you might find them cheaper elsewhere. CBS's Matt Piper has more. In a new report that compared the cost of 10 products found on Amazon last month with prices charged by other major retailers for the same items, the U.S. PIRG Education Fund found that the items on Amazon were often 2 to 14 times more expensive than the identical products sold by Target, Walmart, and others. A package of Clorox disinfectant wipes, which sold on Amazon for $37.95, sold for 5 bucks at other online retailers, while a thermometer available at Amazon for $29.99 cost $10 elsewhere. Matt Piper, CBS News. Saturday Night Live heads back to Studio 8H for the first time since March. The show returns October 3rd for season 46. No word on how many episodes will air or who will be featured as a host or even as a musical guest. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. 
Negative comments on the internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com. This is Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. This is a year unlike any other, and school custodians, bus drivers, maintenance staff, cafeteria workers, secretaries, clinic, technology, and classroom aides are true heroes, making sure our kids get what they need to succeed while keeping them safe. Please take a moment to thank the education support professionals at your child's school. Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. So it turns out many people don't know that CME Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus they're delivered by the CME staff, not a third party out of Columbus. CME will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you're on the market for a new kitchen appliance, think CNE Hardware first. The John W. Klein Recovery House Virtual Breakfast Fundraiser will be October 3rd and will start at 9 a.m. This includes music from Yorma Calconan and Jose Rocha on cello. Check out the event link posted on the Clem House Facebook page or find it on their website, www.clemhouse.org. Registration for the event is also listed on the webpage. Anyone who donates $100 will also receive a Wake Up for Recovery mug. It's the John W. Clem Recovery House Virtual Breakfast Fundraiser, October 3rd at 9 a.m. Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. Take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician. Podiatrists are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet based on their education, training, and experience. When you add a podiatrist to your healthcare team, he or she can provide you with important information so you're able to better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association members are bound by the highest ethical standards and have access to superior ongoing medical education and resources. Ask if your podiatrist is a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association so you know you are being treated by the best. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM a day can make, right? It's kind of gray out there, breezy, not very warm. In fact, we're showing 69 degrees outside. Wow. You know, we live next, uh, the station's right next door to um, Hugh White, right? There's a truck delivering a Jeep and I just spotted it. Wow, I like it.
look out and something catches your attention just like that, you know. All right. <clears throat> Good morning. It's Friday, folks, and it is also a 9-11. And um, if, um, you know, both Scott and um, um, Shane over on FM, Dave, Dave Machine had another uh, thing to do today, but uh, so Shane's filling in. But both of them at the appropriate time this morning uh, ran some very appropriate music. And, you know, all of that, that began last hour, 19 years ago. And, in fact, we're going to go through the, what would you call it, the uh, timeline uh, here in a few minutes. Because we mustn't forget. I mean... Remember, um, 2,977 people died, I'm going to say within, starting um, like 30 minutes ago to the end of the day, and a whole bunch of others, you know, thousands more injured. Well, anyway, today is September 11th. Let's see here. Let's grab this report up here and do it first. This is the 255th day of the calendar year. There are now exactly 111, 111 days left. Uh, well, as you might expect, the highlight in history, it says nearly 3,000 people were killed as... 19 Al-Qaeda hijackers seized control of four jetliners, sending two of the planes into the world, New York's World Trade Center, one into the Pentagon, and the fourth into a field in western Pennsylvania. Our highlight in history, and it likely will be annually on this date for years to come. Um, let's see... I hate to do this, but on the other hand, it seems so trivial at the moment, given our topic, or what happened today. But uh, anyway, today's birthdays. Let's see who we have. Earl Holloman is uh, 92, an actor. Tom Dreesen, the uh, comedian, 81. Brian De Palma, uh, movie director, right? 80. Lola Falana, singer and actor, dancer, too. Good one. 78. I wonder what she looks like. I haven't seen her in years. Anyway. Um, Leo Kaki, the um, um, guitarist, 75. Philip Alford, the, um, uh, an another actor, 72. Amy Madigan, actor or actress. I don't know why they stopped doing that. We talked about that the other day. By the way, Scott's here. Good morning. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> move that mic a little bit more on you. Yeah, turn or, it around. Oh, turn it. it was facing the wrong direction. Yeah. I see. <laughs> Our microphones in here, folks, are classics. They are the Shure SM5Bs. They stopped making them years ago, but they sell, like, if if you can find a used one, they're like $1,500, $1,600, $1,700, depending on their condition. And then they have these foam. The front looks the same as the back. Now, they weren't supposed to. It was supposed to be a, a light-colored foam on the front and a dark colored foam on the back but parts for them are so hard to find anymore there's a one company down in uh, Louisiana that um, I rely on for parts so when a foam rubber f wears out you replace it right yes and and um, but it's hard to get both dark and light colors so on the very side of the frame though there's an arrow <laughs> and so we have to refer to that because it's 
That's uh, it's not as easy to spot, but at least it's accurate. <laughs> oh well, it it's our guide as yeah. as little and trivial as it may seem. So so turn your turn your mic around for a minute, or I could do mine. Yeah, okay, like okay. that. Yeah, that's, now talk. That's what you hear. You see, it so sounds, it, sounds like you're talking in a barrel. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Versus talking like this. There you go. Okay. Boy, we have one, two, three. We have eight of these microphones. And I think I have one at home. Um, And when when we have guests that know something about the business, they come in and they go, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) They think that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like a living antique. Well, and... And I'm telling you, the number of stations in this nation who are still using them by choice, they could they could buy any microphone they want. Yeah. Um, but are using these because of their the quality and warmth and well, anyway, never mind. I'm off on a tangent here. So what were we doing? We were doing birthdays, right? Yes. Uh, back to business. Okay, um, let's see here. Uh, actor John Hawks is uh, 61. Ann Ramsey is 60. Another actress. Well, that's what started it. Actors and actresses. Um, well, here's a whole bunch I don't know. Oh, here we go. Singer Harry Connick Jr., 53. I don't know how he has stayed that young. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it seems like every year he's 53, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, let's just skip down to the end. The youngest person listed is a tender 19 years of age. It is an actor, Mackenzie Alajem. Alajems. Alajem. Alajem. There we go. It's closer. Who I must confess I don't anything of but what do I know anyway all right let's put this report over here today is Patriot Day and National Day of Service and Remembrance it's also National Make Your Bed Day and National Hot Cross Bun Day Hot Cross Buns were very popular when I was growing up 60 years ago or better. Now, do I recall having one? The answer is no. But I probably did. I just don't remember it. Yeah, been years since I have, too. It's a spicy, kind of sweet bun. Well, it's certainly Usually sweet. made with fruit, put a yeah. cross on it. And Usually I... eaten during Lent in many traditional religions. Well, let's see here. Um, Historical events. The Battle of Stirling Bridge. This occurred on this date in the year 1297, where Scottish rebel William Wallace defeats the English. You know, all those stories about that era and the Scots pretty cool yeah the scottish Mm. (laughs) year 1609 on this date the expulsion order announced against the moriscos of valencia thus beginning the expulsion of all spain's moriscos I didn't do too badly for not having looked at that in advance. Not bad. Many of these, though, I always think, I need to read this once before I actually say it on the air. Because there's words here that are not necessarily easy. Okay. 
Okay, famous birthdays. D.H. Lawrence. Born on this date in 1885, died in 1930. Was he an author? Yes. Okay. And he was an English writer and poet. Known for? Uh, he collected works, represent his collected works represent, among other things, an extended reflection upon the dehuman, uh, dehumanizing effects of modern modernity, modern ITY. Never seen that word, I don't think. And industrialization. Lawrence's writings explore issues such as sexuality, emotional health, vitality, spontaneity, and instinct. Short stories. Well, some of those he would have been way ahead of his time on. Yeah. Wrote some short stories as well. That's probably why we yeah. have heard his name so often. His movies include Women in Love, The Rainbow Lady, what? Uh, the wait, Rainbow wait, wait, Lady wait, wait, Chatterley. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean movies? Well, I think he wrote books that were made into movies. Ah, okay. I get it. So what, give me those names again. Uh, Women in Love, The Rainbow, and Lady Chatterley. He is I'm best ashamed to say I don't remember any of the three. That's what he is best known for, according to what I'm seeing here. Okay. His infamous Lady Chatterley's Lover. Well, we already mentioned Harry Connick Jr. celebrating his 53rd birthday today. Tom Landry, were he alive? Today would have been his birthday. He was born on this date in 1924. He died in 2000. Ferdinand Marcos, born on this date in 1917, died in 1989. Former president of the Philippines. Right. Uh, two for two famous deaths to uh, share. No, I'm I'm sorry. Birth dates. Wait a minute. Do I have this right? No. Famous deaths. I was right the first time. Okay. So those last four names I gave you, today would have been their birthday, or is their birthday? Like, yep. It always will be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now these next two. This would have been the day they died. This date, rather. So, um, Nikita Khrushchev, Russia. Yes. Former Soviet Union. Born in 1894, but died on this date in 1971. Mohammad Ali Jinnah. Did you have it? Good. Oh, you printed the whole thing. Just three pages. Oh, okay. Okay, it worked out. Thank you. Krista helping me out there. I have forgotten to print our COVID stuff. Okay, now this this name, Scott, uh, does not ring any bells for me. Muhammad Ali Jinnah. That's J-I-N-N-A-H. Who died on this date in 1948. But he was born in 1876. Who is this person? He was a barrister, politician, and the founder of Pakistan. Uh, Jina served as the leader of the Ali Indian Muslim League from 1913 until Pakistan's creation on August 14th of 1947. And then as Pakistan's first governor general until his death. This just popped in my head out of the blue, okay? But go with it for with me for a moment. All right. <clears throat> okay, so let me set this group out of my way. Think about all the countries in the nation, in the nation, all the countries in the world. Um, are there certain countries you would like to visit? And if so, name them. Me or anybody? I'm talking to you, Scott. All right. Um, at this time, I am not too crazy about international travel. Okay, now forget the COVID thing, okay, please? Yep. No, uh, I'm, I'm not saying you got to go tomorrow. That's where I was going, but okay. without all of this craziness going on, yeah. 
and international terrorism what ones going on trigger? I think probably Switzerland would be kind of fine to see um, Italy for some uh, authentic Italiano cuisine mm-hmm. and uh, I would really enjoy seeing the beaches of Normandy in France in the southern part of France so there's three that come to mind okay. well there that's not a bad choice any of those not that not that another place would be but you know what I mean yes okay so Thailand is on my list um I'd like to spend more time in um, the UK, and by that I mean Scotland, Wales, um, England, of course, Great Britain. You know me. You know what I mean. Uh, Wales. Um, I don't know. I have a certain fascination for that. Uh, but Thailand, of course. Um, the, the, um, now, I am a beachy guy, okay? But not cold beaches. I like warm beaches. So any place that there's water and fishing and by the way i'm not a i i i've done a lot of boat fishing i just prefer surf fishing um i held a record at one point for a 611 pound blue fin marlin um Out of Kona, Kailua, Kona, on the Big Island of Hawaii. And that record stood for about seven years. It has since been, uh, someone got a bigger one eventually. Now, help me out. Fame, who was that, um, that movie, there was a drunken cowboy with a drunken horse? And it was a, 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 a. Was it the. Well, we talked about that before, and I can't think of it. Is it John Wayne? No. Movie? Is it where. No. Oh, Alex. Alex Karras? No. This guy was a famous cowboy, but he also did a, a funny bit in some movie. Oh, well. You know your memory. I used to be able to just uh, pull that name right out of my memory. But over the years, as you get older, and I'm in my 70s now, it's how many um, names I I can recall, but I can't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Lee Marvin? Yes. Thank you. Cat Blue? Lee Marvin. He owned a boat on the big island. We had some mutual friends, and so there were three occasions that I went out on his boat. And this one uh, ended up with me catching this um, record-setting bluefin marlin. Well, anyway, <clears throat> Lee Marvin, thank you very much. That was it. Yes, sir. <clears throat> By the way, on the three times I was on his boat, no, no time was he there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Although I did meet him on another occasion. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, Switzerland, Italy, and Normandy. The beaches of Normandy. Okay. Yeah, I would like to uh, go and honor... Those young men that gave it all, mm-hmm. and the ones that, uh, especially the ones that never came home, right. that are still buried there. 
all over Europe. Um, let's see here. Let me glance up here. So that one's ready there, right? Yes. Okay, thank you. Just getting my act together okay. here. Okay, let's, um, let's do the COVID thing. Okay. I have forgotten to print it, and Krista very was very helpful. She went back there and got it. So let's see here. Today is... See, this is not right. This is right here. Okay. Okay. Well, let's start with Athens. Do you, let me ask you a personal question. Do you think it's important that I also give the world and... I do. You do? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough, then. All right. Um, Athens. As of 2 o'clock yesterday, everything posts at 2 o'clock uh, the day before. So as of 2 o'clock yesterday, we have had now 464 cases of COVID in Athens County. Uh, compared to the day before, that's 17 new cases. We have... Yes, we have 65 active cases. 24 of the 65 are in the hospital. You will recall, I hate to keep repeating this, but since there's been no changes since almost the day one of this whole thing, we do have two deaths. But they were very early on. And then the, the good number is that 397 now of the total 464 have recovered. I, uh, I didn't know this, but we have a member of our staff who went through it. Um, but during the time that he was doing so, we didn't know about it. He was, he was uh, off. And uh, so had dinner with him the other night. Um, and in fact, his son had gone through it as well. His son is, uh, I think, in his 20s. Okay, what are we doing over here? looking for 9-11 oh, okay. so Athens that's the report um, Ohio O-H I-O there you go um, as of fall. yesterday what? not this fall we can still do it though it's yeah. traditionally done at football games yeah in basketball and other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep it up. Um, as of yesterday, there were 134,086 cases, which is representative of 1.14%. So just a scunch over 1% of our population for the state. Uh, yesterday, that number of 134,086 was 1,121 cases higher than the day before. Now, uh, you know, I don't know what the reasoning is. One, one could say, well, it's because students are returning to some of the colleges on, in our state. It could be something else. But if we want to look across new cases each day, last Sunday, 773, Monday, 778, Tuesday, 656, um, Wednesday, 973, and yesterday, 1,121. So certainly in the last few days, there's been an upwards trend. Yep. All right. Um, as of yesterday, 3,070 were in ICU treatment, 11,094 in regular hospital treatment. 
we also had 3,428 recovering in their homes. As of yesterday, we increased the deaths by, looks like, exactly exactly 30, I guess. So, our deaths thus far in the state of Ohio, 4,354. And then the, uh, the good news, which we often don't hear, is that now... We have 112,140 recovered. So 83.6% of those that have gotten it are now recovered. That's good stuff. Now, you think I should do U.S. and national too. Or, sure. Uh, not national, but world. Yeah, okay. let's, since it's a Friday weekend, okay. let's see where we are now versus where we are when we're here Monday morning. Fair enough. Okay, um, yesterday in the United States, we had at 2 o'clock 6,000, I'm sorry, 6,378,972. So new cases yesterday were 33,201. Deaths, we now stand at 19714. Recoveries, 3,509,263. So 55% of those that have contracted it, wait a minute, that's right, 55% of those that have contracted it in our nation have recovered. Okay, let's talk about the world. Yesterday, the cases increased to a total of 27,911,000. I'll just round it off, okay? Yesterday, how many new ones? 305,977. Deaths. We've had 904,675. By the way, 904,675 represents three and a quarter percent of those that contracted it in the world. And how many recovered? 18,817,000. That is 67.42% of those that have had it in the the world have recovered. Cool. Unless you or a member of your family perished. Even though those numbers are like in the three, four, five percent, doesn't matter where they are. That's shame. That's so sad. Okay, let's go uh, be a little more timely here, and, and you'll see what I mean in a minute. Let me get a sip of coffee. I left here with such a start yesterday, Scott that uh, I forgot my thermos and my coffee cup. I noticed that. So what do I what do I have here in, that I'm drinking out of? It's a mug, coffee mug, and it says <laughs> stolen from Russell's Riverside Service. <laughs> 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 well, it's first of all, it's really a shame that Russell's Riverside is um, closing down. Closing down. Yeah, they've been so helpful for so many generations. But uh, as you all know, Mike uh, had an unfortunate accident and died. 
Uh, Butch is no spring chicken. Um, the other p people, just over the years, people have passed or whatever. With Mike's passing, unexpectedly, um, well, anyway, you know, maybe it's time. But a couple Christmases ago, this was their Christmas gift to their gift, their, um, their clients. The people that had their cars repaired there. Mm -hmm. Stolen from Russell's Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Well, let's get a little more serious here. So I've got some prepared stuff. And I hope I can do it justice. This concerns 9-11. 19 years ago, 19 men hijacked four airplanes to carry out the deadliest terror attack on U.S. soil in a mission that was orchestrated by Al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden. For generations of Americans... September 11th became their version of where were you when Kennedy was shot. And millions more can recall memories of that day as if it had happened last week. Nearly 3,000 people lost their lives in the attacks at the Pentagon, World Trade Center, and aboard Flight 93. And people continue to die every year of 9-11 related illnesses. While the attacks on September 11th are unforgettable for millions of people, it's an event that others who simply weren't alive in 2001 have had to learn about from family members and in classrooms. As is the case with other historical events, education becomes increasingly vital as the years carry on, and September 11th is no exception. The terrorist attacks at the World Trade Center, Pentagon, and crashing of Flight 93 killed 2,977 people and injured thousands more. Remembrance events will take different forms this year, as the new coronavirus pandemic continues to limit gatherings. And many people will commemorate the day virtually. Some will read first-hand accounts from survivors and victims, or watch news clips, and many who were alive for the attacks will remember where they were as the day unfolded. Now, let me just stop right there for a moment. Were you? Do you remember? Oh, yes. Very vividly. And I'm going to tell you that... Let me get the mic resituated in front of my, mic, my mouth because I'm turning around and looking at you here. I was seated right where I am this very second. We have a TV in the studio. It was on. We could see the, the flames and smoke coming off the Twin Towers. There were others behind me standing in the studio. We were all absolutely silent. Um, we had gone to NBC... Back then, we were an NBC affiliate. We since changed to CBS, of course. They're both first class. Um, but we were airing from CBS radio the same thing that was on CBS television. And here, they were being pulled in three different directions. the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and a basically a cornfield in uh, 
Pennsylvania. It was a shocking experience. We had, uh, we have TVs in two other places in our building, and they too had people standing there watching, shaking their heads in disbelief. I was in the uh, convocation center in my office uh, when I was with Ohio Athletics, mm -hmm. and our at the time, equipment director came in there and just let loose with expletives about, did you see that? And then went on, did you hear about that? And I was like, I did not. So he was very upset, obviously, and they had a TV in the um, equipment room. So I walked over there and we checked it out. And same thing, you know, we just stood there basically mortified about what was happening. Right. So, yeah, very vividly I re remember that day and that time. So they, they likened it to Kennedy's assassination. Of a historical event, yeah. Do you remember where you <clears throat> were then? Absolutely. So do I. I was sitting in a classroom. As was I. In high school. I in elementary and uh, Ralph Sabach was the teacher. He was also the head football coach at Worthington High School. He later went on to be a coach at Penn State. A very fine fellow who I enjoyed knowing for years. One of the best courses I've ever took was Refresher Math. Who do they give that to? I'm gonna. I, I don't mean this as badly as it sounds, but the dummies, okay? If, if if you didn't get it very good the first time, this was to get it really good. And I didn't get it very well the first time, but I'm very good at math now. And I think he had a lot to do with that. Okay. And uh, Mr. Burnside who taught biology in the next classroom, came and knocked on the door of the classroom. Coach went out, came back in, said, folks, um, we're going to turn on the TV. The president has been shot. Eventually, and everybody was perfectly silent, watching and listening to everything on the screen. And eventually, it, the word was spread that buses would be coming around and people would be leaving school a bit early. You'll never forget that. No, know? never. Yeah. Okay, I, back to... Um, I was sitting, if I could add real quick, yeah, sitting yeah. in that classroom in elementary school, and still I think about that whenever we talk about it, especially here. But, you know, when you talk about historical events, I still can't grasp why. Back then, you know, TVs were rare in schools, right? No, my classrooms had them. Okay. Well, you, you probably... But you only have one screen. Yeah. So, I still can't understand why the PA system was activated and the whole school was told, you know, about that instead of waiting until, you know, we were dismissing something like that. Because a lot of kids, if, if I, and I remember vividly, kids were upset. Sitting there in uh, classroom. I, I'm sure the age group had much to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. The younger the students may... First, it was K through 6 yeah. at the elementary school, and I still don't understand why that had to be broadcast. I, I think I was sophomore in, in uh, high school. 
So I don't know. I just it's just me. Maybe others have a different opinion. Obviously, but uh, you know it was upsetting. Mm-hmm. You know because we knew who the president was. I I definitely remember as people were being dismissed to get on the buses early and go home. There's that long, hugely long, over oh, about a mile long hallway down through the middle of. Worthington High School, what today they call Thomas Worthington. My goodness, that's a long hallway. Oh, my, yeah. Uh, You know, at one extreme end was, like, languages, and then at the other extreme end was, like, fine arts, and then everything in the middle and athletic facilities, all that stuff. Yeah. Um... I do remember walking past girls that were crying. They were trying to hide their tears, but I remember it vividly. That long walk. It hit me too, and I I just don't understand why. And I was driving. Was broadcast. Okay, I I had a car, so I didn't have to take the school bus. Um. I had my Ford Futura. So I walked all the way down to the swimming pools where the lot was for the student drivers. Anyway. Yeah. Well, back then, you know, I was younger, and we lived in obviously a different time than we do now. But as I look back on that as an adult, I think, why in the world did they have, you know, did somebody want to be the first to, you know, to lay out the scoop on that or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I just think back about that now. Obviously, there's nothing you can do about it, but mm. talk about it, I suppose. But <laughs> I, I just don't get why, you know, an upsetting type of a message was broadcast throughout the school. Well, and of course, each school had a different message, perhaps, yep. and I can't speak to yours. Yeah. But... um I think you also have to consider what age the students. Yes, no are. doubt. Okay. So let's go through the timeline. Okay. And then we'll end with a bit of music and call it a weekend. So here's how it all went down, folks. At 7.59 in the morning, this is on September 11th, At 7.59 a.m., American Airlines Flight 11 takes off from Boston with 11 crew members, 76 passengers, and what they didn't realize were five hijackers aboard. The flight was due to go to Los Angeles. At 8.15, United Airlines Flight 175 takes off from Boston with nine crew members, 51 passengers, and five hijackers. It was originally destined for Los Angeles. 8.19, Betty Ann Ong, a flight attendant aboard Flight 11, alerts ground personnel that cockpit that the cockpit is unreachable a passenger has been stabbed and the plane is being hijacked the passenger identified as Daniel M Lewin had served 4 years in the Israeli army and and a report speculated he may have tried to stop the hijack He is likely the first person killed during the attacks. 8.20 American Airlines Flight 77 takes off from Washington's Dulles Airport with six crew members, 53 passengers, and five hijackers on board. It was originally destined for Los Angeles as well. 8.21 Flight 11 hijacker Mohammed Atta 
accidentally broadcasts a message to air traffic control saying, We have some planes. Just stay quiet and you will be okay. Eight thirty seven Boston's Air Traffic Control Center alerts the US Air Force's Northeast Air Defense Sector, which mobilizes the Air National Guard to follow Flight eleven. eight forty two United Flight ninety three takes off from Newark International Airport with seven crew members, thirty three passengers, and four hijackers on board. It was originally bound for San Francisco. 8.46. Flight 11 crashes into the floors 93 through 99 of One World Trade Center, known as the North Tower, severing all three emergency stairwells. First responders are dispatched to the scene and an evacuation begins. Four minutes after that at 8.50 a.m., President George W. Bush is told what he's believed to be a small plane hit the World Trade Center. At the time, Bush was visiting an elementary school down in Sarasota, Florida, and told it was likely an accident. Two minutes later, a flight attendant aboard Flight 175 reports to an airline operator that a hijacking is underway. 855, the Port Authority Fire Safety employee tells people in Two World Trade Center, the South Tower, that is secure and there is no need to evacuate. Those in the process of evacuating are told to, re, to use the re-entry doors and elevators to return to their offices. I didn't start reading this early enough. We're starting to run out of low on time here. I'll try to move along. Um, at 8.59, Port Authority Police Department Sergeant Al Devona orders both towers to be evacuated, following, um, followed a minute later by an excavation order for the entire, an evacuation order for the entire complex. 9.02, a Port Authority Fire Safety employee announces people may start an orderly evacuation of the South Tower if conditions warrant on your floor. 9.03, we're just talking a minute or two apart from each of these. Flight 175 crashes into floors 75 through 85 of the South Tower. Two of the three emergency stairwells are rendered impassable. 9.05, White House Chief of Staff Andrew Card informs Bush that the South Tower was hit and this was not an accident. A second plane hit the second tower. America is under attack. 9-12, Renee A. May, a flight attendant aboard 77, Flight 77, calls her mother and says the plane has been hijacked. Her mother calls American Airlines. Minutes after their call, passenger Barbara Olson calls her husband, Solicitor General Theodore Olson, and tells him hijackers took over the flight. He informs federal officials. 937, Flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon. 942, the Federal Aviation Administration grounds all flights. 958, Flight 93 is flying low enough to the ground that Edward P. Felt, a passenger, is able to reach an emergency operator in Pennsylvania. 9.59, the South Tower collapses. 10.03, passengers and crew members storm the cockpit of 93. It crashes in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. In our 70th year of service to South About 20 minutes flying time from Washington, D.C. I have three more. 10.28, the North Tower collapses. 10, noon 16, 
U.S. airspace closes everywhere. And at 8.30 that night, the president addresses the nation from the White House. That's it, folks. I should have started earlier. We join CBS in progress. Have a careful weekend. The 9-11 Memorial and Museum will open for family members after being closed for six months today into the public tomorrow. CBS's Kenny McCormick has more on tributes held at the Pentagon. Dr. Paul W. Ambrose. I'm Cammy McCormick. Defense Secretary Mark Esper and Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley took part in the Pentagon ceremony with a wreath laying and observing a moment of silence when Flight 77 struck the Pentagon. There are no families at this ceremony. They will be able to visit the memorial in small groups throughout the day. Ceremonies are also being held in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where a special prayer was heard. Bring especially and commit to your care all the families who lost someone that day whose life was forever changed, and whose faith was deeply challenged. Hundreds of thousands have been evacuated from parts of California, Oregon, and Washington State as wildfires continue to threaten the western states. This man lives in Pierce County, Washington. These trees just went up. Poof, 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 poof. KCBS's Megan Goldsby spoke with one Northern California evacuee who received some good news. Roger Garland lives in Oroville. I actually left just as the evacuation was being called. There was stuff that was raining down as large as my hand, so I decided I wasn't waiting for the evacuation, and the second I decided that I wasn't waiting, that's when the evacuation came in. So they had their timing very close there. He's heard from neighbors that his home is still standing. The four former Minneapolis officers charged in the death of George Floyd are in court at this hour. More from WCCO-TV's Esme Murphy. All four former officers want the trial moved out of Minneapolis because of pretrial publicity. Other issues include whether the four officers should be tried separately or together. Three officers have argued they tried to stop or were distracted by the crowd as Derek Chauvin pressed his knee on Floyd's neck. The NFL season kicked off in front of a smaller crowd of socially distanced fans and in awe of racial injustice. CBS News' Janet Shaman was at Arrowhead Stadium in Missouri. After a rout of the Texans. Mahomes on the move, throws, caught. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes said he and Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson wanted to bring people together given the challenges facing the nation. We want to show that we, we're unified as a league and we're not going to let playing football distract us from what we're doing and making change in this world. And the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Houston Texans 34-20. to 20. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. Visit rocketmortgage.com today. At CBS News, our mission is to provide you with everything you need to know to stay safe and informed. And every day at CBS This Morning, we're here with the latest on the coronavirus. We'll continue to be your home for information and first-hand accounts of how America is coping and how you can, too. As you know, these are unique times. Our CBS This Morning team is dedicated to giving you the facts to make sense of it all and keep you connected. Because we are all united in getting through this together. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure. So you get deep, uninterrupted sleep all night, every night. The Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep is going on now. Take advantage of our best offer of the year and experience your best sleep of the summer. All Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale with select savings up to $500. Learn more at Tempur-Pedic.com. CDC says some virus screenings will stop next week at major airports. Here's CBS's Steve Kathan. On Monday, the U.S. is ending enhanced virus screening at airports for travelers from certain countries. They'll no longer have to go through 15 major airports. That eliminates temperature checks and will focus more on measures to gather contact information and educate passengers about symptoms and quarantines. An airline group says up to now there's been a low number of people identified by the CDC as being a potential health risk. Travel groups want the U.S. to begin pre-flight testing as a way to reopen international travel. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Some good news for some of you holding on to those cars from the 90s. They could be worth more than you think. Classic car insurer Haggerty says the Cadillac Eldorado, Toyota Supra, and Lincoln Town Car are in high demand from the millennials who grew up in that era and from older buyers looking for something a little bit more affordable than their hot rod. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. Balance of Nature. 
changing the world one life at a time. I love the product. It's making me feel young again. I'm 84 years old, and I feel 50. So I'll tell you, it is a wonder. And that's why I want to make sure that I always get it on time. I don't want to miss a dose. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code FRUITS. Ready to create your own income with your own home-based business where there's no such thing as getting laid off? If a billionaire entrepreneur spent five years and $20 million searching 